Mm-hmm. Whammy. And we are live on the Instagrams. All right, I gotta invite you. Make sure I invite the right person this time. <laughs> Some random dude gotta invite. Uh, there we go. And I am joining. Oh no. All right, let me turn you down on here. Yep. What's up, everybody? I as well have to do that. All right. <clears throat> hey, guys, let me know how my volume is compared to Tony. Yeah, me too. Sure let I'm me louder, know, too. Louder than yep. him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You don't know that. <clears throat> Yo, what's up? Oh, man. Height says, yo, Trio says, what's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Train Like a Ranger live stream. Here with Daniel and James. Also, on the YouTube side, let me know if anything's off. Obviously, we missed last week because someone couldn't handle it. But I just want to make sure everything sounds good and where all the sound is right. That's true, dude. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how... I started an online business. I'm terrible with computers. So um, Relentless says, here we go. What's up? What's up? Been waiting for this. What's up, Relentless? Welcome back, dude. For Delco, that is uh, Tom DeVitrio. What's up? It's good to see you. Uh, turn up a notch, please. Do I need to turn myself up? Is that what's happening? Uh, probably not. They don't, I, don't think I don't think they want to hear you better, honestly. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. All right, like, I got it. Dominic said both our volumes are good on my end. What okay. a surprise. Good. I don't know how this works because I don't know if I... <laughs> it's fine. Um, <clears throat> Z says, hello, Seco375 vet from early 2000s. Sound is good. What's up, Z? Welcome to the chat. <clears throat> I was wondering how tough it was gonna like it would be to be at three seven five <clears throat> in the early two thousands. Well, that too, but um, <laughs> I mean, just like that's where like HQ is, you know? Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah. Like um, imagine being up in second bat just in the mountains, like so far away from H- anybody anywhere close to HQ, just kind of out there doing their thing. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Um, speaking of Brett in the chat, what's up, Brett? Shout out. Um, Relentless says, happy to see TLR getting bigger and better. Let's go. Yeah, we're pumped for it, too. We're on a, we're on a roll, dude. On a roll like a, like a snowball, Stop. dude, turning into. Nope. A big you. snow boulder. The, Here there, we come. There dude. goes all the viewers. They always <laughs> love <laughs> uh, uh, I have over here, I got EM. What's going on? Um, says something you guys wish you spent more time focusing on before rasp. Mm, that's a good question. Um, well, I'll address one just cause I got it today. Somebody was asking what shape I get this all the time. Like what shape was I in heading into rasp round? I was in <laughs> what, 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 nothing. All right, I was in, I was in okay shape, but it could have been better. Right. Like. That's why I promote these programs because that's the kind of base you should have. Not just, you know, you guys shouldn't just be looking to make it. You guys should be looking to excel because it doesn't just stop at the selection. You get to your unit 
and you immediately have to perform there. So why would you just shoot to just make it? You need to go there expecting to excel. So, um, you know, that's why that's why we have things like that. I could have improved in a lot of ways. Um, you know, having a good lifting routine would have been good for me because once I got to uh, once I got to bat and they put some weight on the bar and had me start doing squats, it looked real bad. So <laughs> what about you? Like, how was your fitness overall? Um, hmm. Yeah, I was, yeah, kind of in the same boat, I guess. It's kind of hard, though, because, like, you're not touching weights for, like, your whole track, really. It's pretty hard to get to the weight room. I mean, I didn't start, I didn't start lifting again until after RASP was completed. Yeah. Because all you're worried about is, Rucking, push-ups, sit-ups, and the run. Like, that is, like, your main focus going in. Um, So you guys doing these, like, programs and actually being, like, well-rounded, functionally fit and strong is going to take you far and away just in a better direction than we had because I was just always focused on those critical events. And if that thing wasn't going to help me with those critical events that we needed to pass, then I was probably not going to go out of my way to do it. Yep. And to injury prevention, like, uh, that's... That's something I really want to push out is make sure you guys are doing something heading into this. Injury prevention is huge. Like I said, whenever you train, you're not only building up your bone, your your muscles, you're building up your bone density, your connective tissue, all that stuff. So like, um, you know, I, I have a problem with some guys giving advice, just telling these kids who don't have a foundation, just go soak it up. Don't quit. You know, that that shit they like to say yeah um you guys need to be training somehow prevent that injury um go excel because a lot of people struggle with shin splints and stress fractures and and that's all from being really truly under trained for the activity that you are getting into so that's why we push those things we have the educational content there um really promote you guys training before you guys head in um uh tweaked my ankle defending a single got any ankle rehab exercises you know um so like if you guys are doing some rehab stuff a lot of balancing exercises could be good make sure that you are referring to a medical professional on that like a physical therapist something like that um i'm i'm a little reluctant to give rehab exercises without you know being uh having all the credibilities there but uh, you know, whenever I did my ankle rehab, it was a whole lot of balancing exercises, uh, took it low impact, like until my ankle was strengthened, I wasn't doing any heavy impact type stuff. So low impact cardio and then doing balancing exercises and stuff like that would be good. Yeah. Also resting after you tweak something is usually not a terrible idea either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great point. Make sure that you're resting and- <laughs> The, all the right recovery before you start. Yeah, you don't need to be balancing on your tweaked ankle uh, right <laughs> after it happens. <laughs> Good catch, James. Uh, the trolls are just waiting for my one slip. Um, uh, Relentless says, I pray that God gives me the knees and back to be a lifer in the regiment. Uh, 20 years. 20 years of... Um, Hopefully by then, maybe you'll get, you know, they'll have like robotics that, you know, soup up your spine and knees. <laughs> some robotic knees and robotic <laughs> spine. Need some exoskeletons, dude. Brett says facts. Facts for sure, man. Wild man. What's up, Quasi dude? Good to see you in the chat. Uh, so you said hi earlier. Um, 
He says, big facts. The bare minimum isn't what we should be aiming for. That's absolutely right. Shooting for the stars. That's what TLR, TLR athletes do, man. We're there to crush it. Um, the real selection begins in battalion, said Relentless. You're damn right about that, dude. I remember thinking we made it, and then I I got there and realized I didn't make it. I didn't make anything yet. <laughs> I know this is when I this is when that clicked for me. Okay, I'll I'll we um I was not with you, but I went to um Fort Stewart for my in processing um, before going over to to Hunter, and I was there with with our buddy um and. I felt so good because I had my tan beret and I was just like walking around Fort Stewart. Felt like I was, I was yeah, it. I made we it. Hot. I was yeah. I was I was hot shit. And uh, they come to pick you up, and <laughs> it's like CQ or like staff duty comes to pick you up in a van, and fear dude, just like the just cold grip of fear around my heart as I was like, Oh my, like I was just around normal regular army people who couldn't really touch me at that point. Cause I wasn't in their unit or at third ID and they showed up in that van and I was like, I was so nervous. I was like, Oh my God, here we go. Here we go. Started up. I had like a seven day break from being just like nervous all the time and just got thrown right back into it. As soon as you show up, oh, I was anxious, dude. I was an anxious kid. Like I, I just sat there the whole time and I was like, man, I wonder what it's going to be like. I wonder what it's going to be like. And, uh, it really, it really wasn't that bad at first uh, for me until I started saying some stupid shit and then I earned it myself. <laughs> and I got smoked all the time after that. So I definitely earned that. <clears throat> it didn't have to be that way, but I, I just made it that way for myself. So. <laughs> um, he says, it was a long time ago, but it was good. I was there when spits and starches and a lot of, uh, of officers. So they had the, they had the old... Yeah, the old BDUs, right? That's uh, a lot of upkeep on those. I think uh, guys had to, like, shine their boots and stuff. Like, they had the jump boots they had to wear. Like, oh, man, that would be a different beast. <clears throat> like, just a little, a little bit of time that we had to spend polishing our boots and, like, making those shiny. Like, it was true. Oh, the, yeah, for the dress <laughs> uniforms with the ASUs. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I didn't even wear jump boots until I got to the 82nd. Because we had a couple of events where we wore ASUs, but we I, we wore shoes, yeah, not boots. And then, uh, yeah, they, I didn't even have them when I showed up to the 82nd. They're like, you know, I'm jump boots. I was like, no, we never wore them. <clears throat> but in, yeah. when I was in the 82nd, they, they have people, you can pay people to shine them for you. Nice. Uh, I definitely, if that was an option, I definitely would have done that. Yeah, because I spent hours on hours trying to get those boots right, dude. Yeah, it's... Uh... And that's, I was going to say, you'd actually probably be way better at it if you had to do it every day. You probably have it down so well, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But when you wear them once, you know, every so often, then you only shine them once every so often. You're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, I I had to get my, my uniform ready. I had nothing together on my uh, ASUs or whatever. Um, I, I remember just scrambling to get all that together. And uh and I had those bare bones boots and I was like going through cans of polish, trying to get a coat on there. And, uh, I think you, if I remember the process, you got to like take a lighter to it and like polish it out and all sorts of stuff. So it's, uh, it's brutal. Well, you gotta like strip them first. It's yeah. It's a whole big thing. We can move yeah. on though. That's probably okay. Yeah. It's a long time. <laughs> These kids are like, I don't care about boots. Dude. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, uh, <laughs> I have a hard time learning how to avoid, um, burnouts always around week 10 of any training. Any tips to recover better, uh, avoid burning out hard? 
So Anik, um, you know, I talk about, I talk about um, taking deload weeks. You ought to check out my video on overtraining because it goes into recovery and things like that. So that, be sure to reference the YouTube. I go real in depth on um, concepts and overtraining, periodizing your training and, um, you know, what to look out for, you know, so you may take like a deload week or something, kind of allow yourself to reset, take a gradual week where you're doing more active recovery and, and uh, things like that. And then jump back in. Uh, so when you I, mean, did you mean like mental burnout or physical burnout? Yeah, it's a great point. That is a great point. Because mental burnout, I, I run into issues with my like dedication to my workout programs um, when I don't have a goal. Like I need to set myself goals. Like you guys, obviously, most of you are trying to, you know, get to military regiment, whatever you guys are. Most of you guys have goals. But like sometimes when I don't have a race or something I'm working towards, I have a hard time like, man, maybe I don't need to go to the gym today like i don't got anything going on it's fine and then as yeah. soon as you get out of that you just starts to cycle down where you just stop going like as soon as you miss a day or two at the gym it's so much harder to get back to it <clears throat> yeah that's a great point dude because like that's why you know that's why i love you know the martial arts the jujitsu especially a book of competition i got something to get in shape for if i didn't have that like it would be very hard to motivate myself you know people ask about motivation all the time motivation is a fleeting thing it's something you have to constantly find like whether it be a podcast music um you know whatever you can do to get yourself out the door but especially if you got a goal in mind like you talk you hear a lot like about smart goals and all sorts of different aspects of like business and um and also like fitness people will talk about smart goals um so yeah just setting specific relevant goals is important and and you know have it broken down to where you guys are motivated to go pursue those goals. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, and it's almost more of a, a factor of um, motivation doesn't get you to the gym. Discipline gets you to the gym. Like, that's what gets you to the gym. Like, keeping up motivation is harder than it is if you just keep yourself disciplined and keep yourself in a routine. It makes it that much easier for you to go, even when you maybe don't feel like doing it, because that's what you do. Like, you're disciplined enough to get up and go to the gym. Yeah. Um. Daniel says thoughts on working out with those elevation type training masks. So I'll give you my, my initial opinion on it. Uh, I don't think you need to deprive yourself of oxygen. I don't think that's going to make you better, but I'll honestly, I'll have to do more research on it and see if there's any benefits to wearing those training masks right off the top of my head. I don't think it's a great idea to do those elevation masks. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think that it's really gonna because even when I, I don't understand the point of it exactly because even when people go up to like places to train that have higher elevations like when you blood like with those they blood dope they have to store their blood with the red blood cells like that and put it back in it goes away almost immediately so I don't know what the point of those things is is it just to it, it's basically yeah to simulate like a lack of oxygen and elevation um <clears throat> I just don't think depleting yourself of oxygen while you're training is a good idea. Comrade Sergey Brin also does not think they're a good idea. Uh, what's going on, comrade? Uh, GA, does the 75th have dive teams or is that just SF? I don't. I know we have people that are qualified. I don't think we have specific. I don't think we have specific dive teams in the 75th. <clears throat> no, we don't like water as much as like other people i hate it um, actually <laughs> <laughs> uh 
like we, we do tests enough like people ask about the water tests like basically they just check like oh he can swim and tread water like okay well i think it's the panic factor more than the actual like treading water because you have to jump in with your stuff and it's 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 panic inducing when you're just sinking because like boots are heavy so they you just start sinking straight to the bottom of the pool um but yeah no we're not as yeah not as uh water dependent yeah um z says this is great uh, you guys are doing this. Wish they had this when I went in. Rip was just a three-week smoke fest, and running was the biggest thing. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, glad to help. I'm glad to see these guys getting the right training and stuff. Um, and uh, and we're, we are sincerely glad to help in, in the most optimal and uh, helpful way that we can. Well, it's funny, Z, you say that back in 2000, but like, we also wished when we joined in 2011 that there was more information about about it as well. So like, it's not something that, yeah, it's, it's been very gradual and even still there's not as much information as people would probably like. Yeah. Um, you know, I make jokes about it. Like made a meme today about it, you know? Um, but I am sincerely happy that, you know, people sought me out as the rasp guy. Like, I think if anybody's good to talk about it, I think me and you talking about it, it's a good source. I mean, I did it about. twice. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> um z says uh do a couple years first and see if you want to continue for 20 um yeah i would i would agree see how you feel after uh four years in in regiment and, yeah it's uh, uh it's a tough that that's a tough 20 <clears throat> dude i don't know at the three-year mark i was like yeah i'm gonna re-enlist you know and then that that last year dude something happened in that last year and i was like nope i'm good (laughs) let's move this right along dude yeah Um, that's a that's a tough 20 yeah it would be um guys do it guys do it um most of them are either broken by the end of it or mentally broken not a lot of people do it usually people go somewhere else at least for a little bit in between like yeah a lot of times they do want you to do that anyways though like they'll want you to have uh, some other experience as well. Um, they don't always make you do it, but it's it's uh, um, something that they do sometimes. Make even NCOs do. Officers have to do it automatically, but yeah, um, yeah. And that's the idea. I've talked about it before. That's kind of the idea behind Ranger Regiment is you learn these Ranger skills and then you go off to the rest of the army. Right, the whole coin term like Rangers lead the way that kind of became the mission. Like you you take on the Ranger tactics and mission and then you pass it along to other people. That's the idea. So they don't want you to stay in regiment. They want to send you off after some time. You spend some time elsewhere and then you can come back through things like RASP two, which is where they separate E six and above and then officers and stuff. So officers are E six and above. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, you Nailed know what it. I meant, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see these guys chatting it up. Um, every time I see three seven five, I automatically think about uh, the Reaper. I think uh, that's the sniper. Yeah, he's a badass dude, man. Um. Jay Smith, what's going on? I got one. Tavashi says, can an 18X volunteer for RASP during OSIT AIT? What happens after if they can? 
Um, I do not believe your uh, 18 series track is going to be uh, different. Um, so in, until I think you you fail out of that 18 track, you wouldn't be able to to get over to rasp. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know how that works either. I well, think well you, if you're on an 18x contract, until you get dropped from that, it would be like me trying to volunteer. It's not does really how it works, but try to go to SF while I was on an option 40 contract. You'd either have to quit and then try and do it, but uh, it wouldn't be uh, very fluid. Um, You'd have to secure a whole new contract. I would think you'd have to go coordinate with somebody again well if you if you dropped if you got it canceled out or whatever because like if you have an option 40 and you fail rasp it's just gone it doesn't matter you could do whatever you want after that um so yeah if you had gotten out of your 18x or you somehow were able to quit that beforehand um you might be able to switch over i I wouldn't recommend it that's going to be a little bit more difficult than i think you want it to be yeah yeah i don't know i mean if it seems right, you can always ask and then see how it goes. I don't even know who you'd ask, though. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Comrade Sergey says, Could you guys start the next podcast with a rendition of the Ranger Creed? Oh, don't make me do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, the worst was when I was trying to learn the, NCO, the NCO Creed was rough for me. I used to have to listen to it in my car, like while I was driving to work, <laughs> to yeah. get ready for BLC or <laughs> WLC. I think when you went. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Jay Smith, yes, me and uh, Danny were in one seven five together. Tavashi, no problem. Uh. The red bandana says, I think this is in reference to the masks. I've read that they don't, they don't work because the pressure is more important. Yeah. It has to do with the air, uh, air pressure, right? The atmospheric pressure. Um, yeah, that would make sense. I, I don't think depleting your body of oxygen is a good idea whatsoever. Again, you know, just off of what I know about taking in oxygen, your body uses that oxygen to create energy. I don't think depleting your body of that energy provides any sort of relevant uh, adaptation that would do any good. I think you're just depleting yourself of oxygen. It's just makes you <clears throat> fatigue faster. I don't think it, it's going to really help with adaptation of your body. Um, but I'll look more into it. Certainly like I, I try not to be closed minded and say, I know everything right off the rip. I will go look more into it, but um, I appreciate that insight. <clears throat> Um, all right, EM. Common traits of people who pass compared to the ones that quit. Oof. Um, I don't know. It's funny because even people that I know that quit in RASP, like, you don't see the... Most people hide that the cracks as they're forming to the point where you don't really see it coming. Um... But I don't think we had that many people quit. If anything, we had no one really quit in RASP. Uh, you see people quit in pre-RASP usually. Yeah, that's what's funny is I saw more people quit there than in RASP. I think the people who stick around like they're in it. Um, but I would say that the the driving force behind the people that don't quit is like the hunger to be the best and want to do more. You can tell the guys that get to pre-RASP and quit are the guys that are comfortable going and being in the 82nd which the 82nd is not a bad unit but 
they're comfortable there. That's that's fine with them. And it's not even mediocre. Like the 80 seconds is not average, you know. Um, but it's the people that have that drive to do want to do more and aren't comfortable sitting where they're at right there that are gonna keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great, great point. Um uh wild man says the fact that y'all are being the person y'all needed is incredible big blessing for those of us watching i appreciate that yeah it's uh it's been a great development like i said i talk about this a lot like when i started the uh the company it my mission for it kind of evolved like this was just a side gig at first and it evolved as the kids came in i saw they were asking like a lot of meme pages like they would ask them stuff and of course i think a lot of those guys are either active or they're probably not real rangers anyway. Um, so they give these kids kind of closed-minded answers. Um, and so I was like, man, somebody's got to help these kids. Like, so I started answering some questions here and there. I put out a video early on. I got a bunch of hits. And then I just, I kept evolving my mission more towards those guys. Cause I was like, man, there's, there's something here that hasn't been done before. So super happy for that. And super happy to help you guys out. Yeah, which is why some people join the army as a FO and think they're going to be a firefighter. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, dude. Yeah, and again, this this is information. I think that I don't know why it's so hard for some people to find this stuff. Like, it, there's nothing like it's out there. You know what I mean? It's just not putting in a format to where it's easy for people to understand. So that's what I'm happy to do here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing secret or hidden about it dude it's just like it's just hard to gather that information in a way that's easy to understand um all right anyways first time i heard about um rrc was when i was reading nick irving's book so nick irving the reaper uh, the sniper that's cool um so i'll have to start pointing people to books i get questions about ranger books all the time i'll have to go uh check out nick and and uh give him a follow if I haven't already and uh, <clears throat> go support that. I just, I find out about RRC. I think when I was in pre-rasp, like I didn't really know what exactly it was like its own whole thing. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know much about it until I was in pre-rasp. <clears throat> yeah. It's funny. We got a briefing on it. <clears throat> they did that like uh, slideshow with the videos and stuff. And I was like, Oh, there's that. Like I didn't, <laughs> we didn't know anything though. Like I talk no. about that all the time. Like we didn't know what was going to happen. We thought we were going to basic training, then ranger school, and then we were going to go to some unit. And but we would be rangers. Like that's what I thought. We would be rangers that they could pull us in for special missions or something. I had no idea what was going. On. <laughs> so you know, like whenever I saw the guy with the <clears throat> with the tan floppy hat for the first time, the beret, I was like, "What is that?" You know, well, I've even heard of that before. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the first person we saw with a tan beret was the airborne liaison who was like six nine two seventy. he was just the big one of the biggest men i've ever seen in my entire life <clears throat> yeah. yeah uh relentless says csm all ball did 20 years in the 75th yeah i know who that is um and i know another guy who did 20 years he was uh not all ball uh he seems like a good guy but there was a guy <laughs> which means the There's person a, you're talking about doesn't yeah the other guy he was a good guy too but he was absolutely out of his mind uh i remember trying to do my laundry one day and i just crossed paths with him at the wrong time and just got chewed out for like 30 minutes i don't even understand why 
it's a, it's a tough 20 that's for sure it's, it's a tough 20 <laughs> it does something to some people all right um wait no my turn uh john chapman says were you treated differently having an option 40 when you went through or when going through osit uh well so we both were fo's so we did basic and ait we didn't do the one uh spot one station unit training like the infantry dudes do um we didn't really get treated i know i didn't get treated we were in different platoons in basic but we went to basic at the and we were in the same company. Uh, I didn't really get treated much different in basic. I don't think you did either, or the third guy that we went with who also had an option 40. Um, but there was a little bit of a, a difference at AIT, I think, when they marked, they had marked people out who had option 40s. They also marked people out who were eventually volunteered at AIT. And they kind of like, if you did something wrong or you messed up, that was when they were like, oh, and you think you're going to go and be a ranger like that? Or you're going to do this? Stuff? Like they use it as like just to make things worse when you already messed up usually. Um, but that's because they knew because they're all, you know, at AIT, they were all FOs that knew kind of what was going on and how we were going to get tracked through. Um, but other than that, I mean, Airborne is all just a big army school that everyone goes to. So there was a little bit here and there, but not too, too much. No, it's not really there problem but i bet osit would probably be the same way where they're like oh you think you're gonna go to reg you got an option 40 you think you're so cool you can't even do 75 push-ups right now like that's <laughs> probably what you'll get more than anything else right yep <clears throat> uh no good deed goes unpunished i like to say <laughs> uh five miles down from 38 minutes to 36 now awesome daniel that's good news dude are you talking to um, yourself or no this is another daniel okay it's a it's a generic name, dude. Sorry, Daniel. We're just, we're just as, just a, in a large pool of Daniels. There's probably ten Daniels in the chat right now. Um, Z says he was a squad leader when I was in. Talking about Alba, yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> Brett says eighteen X turns into rasp or rigor. Yeah, if they don't make it, yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes. Uh. Alba is a legend. Yeah, he's he's a very decorated guy. Been around a long time. A lot of good things. Um, let's see. I feel like you've been just reading for so long. You got one? You can go. <laughs> rolling a little bit. Um, do you guys associate with regular army guys outside the regiments? Um and not really so much when we were in regiment. Yeah. But it's you a, know, it's a little different too. Where you're kind of in your own spot. So you don't really have much interaction. MPs no. usually, I guess, would be the most common people we run into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, especially like you know, we both grew up there. Um so like when you're in it initially, you're pretty like it's pretty inclusive. Yeah. Um, where you know you guys are you like rangers rangers do like their own thing like they almost treat themselves as their own branch um and uh it's uh you know like i may have not not have liked this comparison um a couple years ago but chris said it in a recent podcast he's like y'all are like the marine corps of the army yeah and i was, like, I was yeah. thinking that when he when i saw that question i was like yeah that's actually pretty accurate you know as far as like 
I'd say mentality is pretty similar in a lot of ways where um, we just try to do our own thing, the Ranger thing, you know? Um, so we do work with other people, like other uh, special ops groups. Like I can speak for myself and I know, I know you have to like train with other special ops, you know, did some time with like SWIC, Navy SEALs among uh, many others, but um, you know, for the most part, the Rangers try to do their own thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I, and I worked with more SF guys when I was in the 82nd than I did in regiment. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Um, Z says, I enjoyed airborne school, especially after basic training. Yeah, me and Tony did too. We spent entirely too much money at that uh, that subway. It was like the one, <laughs> it was like the first bit of freedom we had. We yep. could go across <clears throat> the street to that subway. There was like video movies, games. video games in sub. Yeah, just all day, every day. It wasn't like Subway. Like there was another thing attached to it. I can't remember the name of it now. But yeah, like the I can't remember what it was called. Spent two hundred bucks for thirty-two hours of video games, right? Something like that. I don't remember the. I know it was too, entirely too much money, but it was too much. Money. Yeah, we spent way too much. Money well, but it sucks because like it's funny because you're there and you see all like people just going to airborne school to go to airborne school, and they got like laptops and tablets and all their stuff and things and everything and like we've been in training for so like already so long we just don't have anything with us you have like your two duffels and like that's it you have nothing <clears throat> so there's nothing else to do yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah yep we got a question over there uh yes yes em says is there a lot of arrogant people in 75th uh, I think that the 75th and like most special operations uh, uh, draws what people would call arrogant people, uh, like pretty high type A personality kind of people that can be taken depending on when you meet them as arrogant or confident or, you know, what have you. Um, but it just depends on, on, you know, some people are very confident, not considered arrogant, but there are definitely arrogant people as well. But Sometimes I I get less offended by people who are arrogant that have sort of, you know, earned their arrogance a little bit. So, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, type A's, I would definitely say type A's. And that comes in many forms. Like there's the there's a, like a very outright type A and then there's more of a modest type A. Um, I would say. You know, it, it also kind of depends on who you're working with. Like I would say a lot of FOs are for the most part more chill just because of the nature of the job. Yes. Um, so like the way that me and Tony are, are not typically how infantry guys are going to be. Infantry guys kind of take on this different uh, mindset. That's more uh, of an outright type A personality. Um, so yeah, I would say it depends on the job, you know, kind of, there's kind of a culture with that. too. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm going to do this GA one first and then jam. I'm going to go back to that one. It's very long and I don't want to read it out loud without reading it in my head first. So I don't mess it all up. Uh, all right. GA says thoughts on best Ranger competition. Are they the fittest of the fit? I'll let you take that one. I'm going to read this long question. Okay. Hit me with the question again. Thoughts on the thoughts best, Ranger? On best Ranger competition. Are they the fittest of the fit? No, they sent good dudes there. I mean, but it's kind of hard to measure who's going to be the fittest of the fit. I guess that would be the general idea, but um, just because somebody goes to best ranger, sometimes the dudes, the fit dudes don't want to get 
called up to go to Best Ranger. Like some dudes don't want to go. Yeah, you know? like kind of more of a chore than anything. But oh um, yeah, it's not easy. Like Best Ranger competition is not easy. You got to do like a lot of like difficult things. And some guys are like, I don't want to spend my time <laughs> doing all already- of that. Like I just want to be home, you know. I'm gonna go home at the end. Oh, of the we day, just, you know? you know, we just, we've been out in training for the last 12 days. I'd rather just go sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, um, but those dudes, I mean, they do. They're in good shape. I, I don't know if I would. I would never categorize them as the fittest of the fit just because of they they went there and did that. Um, yeah. but they're all definitely in super super good shape. Yeah. Yep. Um, much love from I won't say which group, but. Uh, SF group appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, I have uh, okay. So I get JM. <laughs> You're gonna like this one. Uh, some Marines told me that Ranger School and Ranger training is like the basic training of the Marines. <laughs> Basically, that a regular Marine is the equivalent of a Ranger. How true is that? <clears throat> uh, uh, sounds like something a Marine private would say, dude. It is uh, uh, it, entirely incorrect. Um, yeah. Marines get good training, and I, as much as I, I, I do. Uh, you know, dog on Marines sometimes. And I, I do know Marines and stuff like that. Um, no, they're, they're not equivalent and they're not equivalent. Even if, if they wanted to say that even a rasp was like their basic training, the level of uh, skill and training that you get at regiment, like in battalion is far and away better than pretty much almost any other light infantry unit training that you'll ever receive. Yeah, and you got to remember it's a different thing too. So, like, a Marine's mission is not a Ranger's mission. So, um, the skills that we highly emphasize may not be exactly the same. Now, um, Ranger school is fucking hard, dude. Like, I know Marines who went to Ranger school, and they'll they'll tell you, like, the Marines who make it to Ranger school, they'll be like, "Dude, I'm never taking this thing off." Like, it's fucking hard. Ranger school is hard. It'll break anybody who goes there. So, uh, to say it's like a basic training is is not only laughable, but it's highly disrespectful because it is a fucking brutal school. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just its own thing. Like, But you at just the same re- time, I mean, I don't know if they even know when they say that, if they know exactly what they're talking about with Ranger School, because Ranger School is also not training you're not coming out of ranger school like better at anything than you were before really you know, you <laughs> like, it it's not you, yeah you it's not how that works heavy ass shit and then it puts you in a leadership <laughs> role you gotta hit target it's brutal man i mean and i spent six months there like i did an extended stay so it's like um it, it's just its own thing like in like when i see uh, i love marines by the way like uh my cousin was a marine been in the shit dude like that dude's been through some own his own things like um you know, his, his boot camp was tough and then he went, his deployment was super tough. So it's just like everybody gets, should earn their respect, but just realize they're completely two different missions, right? Like once the Ranger mission, Rangers are going to have their own set of skills. Marines are going to have their own mission, own mentality, own set of skills. So, you know, you're kind of comparing things that aren't comparable. They're just completely different. Uh, but yeah, Rangers are better. Um, so moving on. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, uh, says, what are the pros and cons of being a member of the 75th? Uh, you mean in comparison to the regular army? Cause I, I guess I can talk about that. Um, that's a long list. I guess actually that was not as easy as I thought it was going to be when I started. Um, I would say it depends on what kind of person you are, but the biggest draw for me, uh, to the 75th was, I come from a pretty heavy military family. 
and I was very, very against going into the military. I wanted to like go do my own thing. I didn't want to join the military. So when I ended up joining, I said, well, fuck, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it better than everyone else had done it before me in my family, which is what drew me to special operations in general. Um, so for me, it was that drive to, to be the best of what I could do at the time, um, when I was joining. So the pros for me for joining the 75th was to reach that level and really, really push myself to do the extreme of what I was, I was doing in the military. But then also pros are simple, like better gear, cool stuff, better training. Uh, funding's there. I mean, the funding's unreal. Uh, definitely wasted a whole bunch of, um, you know, we had the resources, ammunition, um, excess. I would, I would say very much excess, almost to the point to where you get tired of shooting rounds. You'd be like, dude, I'm tired of this, where, you know, other people, uh, they have to resource. They have to make bang noises with their mouth. Bang, bang, <clears> right? Yeah. <throat> uh, we had too much, right? It's been whole whole day out there. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember when I went to the range with the 82nd, they like didn't have like when you're in regiment, if you go up and you shoot not expert, like you're going to shoot again. Like you don't get to just you don't get to be mediocre like you. You shoot and you're going to shoot until you know how to shoot. Again, like the 82nd dudes get off the line. They shoot, you know, 27s and they're like, oh, I'm good. Like, what do you mean you're good? No, <laughs> you're not. That's not good. <laughs> uh, past, dude. The past. Um, <laughs> Jacob said, uh, off topic, love the rash guard, man. Keep up the great work. I appreciate that. Glad you like the rash guards. Great material. Very happy with those rash guards. So uh, definitely want to do more of those. I want to do, we're really going to expand on the merch um, pretty quick, open up more shirts. I want to do some funny shirts, some fitness relevant shirts, kind of expand. Um, just beyond the logo, like we've done some stuff, but definitely looking to expand on the merch. So, I still think it should have been Tony the Tiger Rash Guards. But anyways, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> all right, I got I got two more on my end. Okay. Um, JM says, do you guys have to deal with motor pool stuff or tasks in regiment? Um, so the big difference for me. Uh, Cause like when I was in the 82nd and you know, one seventy third and stuff like they do like motor pool Mondays where like everybody goes to the motor pool in regiment. I think the biggest pros and cons list still rat guy. These will keep coming. Um, the pro was that it seemed like leaders were trusted and they, they um, trusted their subordinate leadership as well. So like we were in charge of keeping our stuff up and running, no matter what it was, no matter what that equipment was for each section or like the, you know, obviously like the radio guys have radios and we have our stuff. We were in charge of our own stuff. If we got out there and our stuff didn't work, that's on us. So if, if we don't take care of a truck or our radios or that's on us. So we didn't necessarily do like motor pool Mondays and stuff like that. But we did have to, you know, do maintenance and keep up all of our equipment and things like that. It just wasn't as uh, structured as it is in the regular army. And when you're working on stuff, it's like your stuff that you were going to use and bring with you to training and deployments and stuff. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Um, Relentless says, after I success successfully graduate, I'll get the TLR logo to show uh, gratitude and appreciation for you guys. Endless effort. Dude, that would be uh, that'd be crazy. Turn it into 
Dude, let's turn this thing into a cult, bro. Like, <laughs> face tattoo. It has to be dude. a face tattoo, though. Angel Cortez, dude. Uh, so happy I had that guy on the podcast. He's been on twice. Super awesome, uh, dude. Um, I think we had seen Angel around. Like, it's funny because I recognized him. I was like, holy shit. I feel like I recognize that guy. And it turns out we were in the same time frame. So, such a small world. Oh, um, yeah. Dude, such a small world. But he's getting all those. Uh, he's got people tattooing themselves from head to toe with that OG pumpkin tattoos. I uh, had a. Uh, <laughs> What was it? It had some sort of plane. They had put his uh it was like his pumpkin or the the ghost figure or whatever. They had like painted it on this um maybe it was a C130, dude. It's fucking crazy. I was like, sorry, I'm cussing, but I was like, it was crazy. I was like, dude, that is awesome. Like super pumped to see um that kind of support for for good dudes. Oh yeah. Especially Rangers. So um so yeah, so what I'm trying to say is I want all you guys to get it on your foreheads. <laughs> Face tattoos only. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh commander or comrade sergey says how many hours of your life did you spend policing brass with a much more generous ammo budget it was funny it was uh when i, I feel like when i was in regiment like when you shot you always just grabbed what you shot right away and took it away with you it wasn't like in basic you know when everyone shoots and then everyone has to just go pick up a billion pieces of brass yeah every it's, there was a lot more of like a you are responsible for you and your things in regiment and i think that was huge yeah, it, regiment's an interesting place because, like, it's a place where it is very much special operations. There's dudes who've been there and they've been just like big boy, super big boy uh, stuff for a long time. And then you can go there as a private. And so there's like this weird mix of like, you're a private and you're going to get haze and stuff. But there's always also that weird mix of like big boy rules. Like, hey, you're a grown man, you know, like you handle your own. So, like, it's a weird mix as a, as a private and regiment. It's like, you're in a place that's very mature, but also you get haze too. Like there's, that, there's a, a mix in there. But yeah. A little bit of both. <clears throat> yeah. Like it, it, it depends on like the arrogance thing. It depends on when you meet someone and the kind of day they're having. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> their how their day is going is going to dictate how your day is going. Your day is going. <laughs> that's right. <dude>. Um, <clears throat> yep. Merck says, loving the live, guys. Hope to see more. Merck, I appreciate that. Every Friday, um, except next Friday. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Right? So, so we are taking thanks- the Thanksgiving and the, that Friday live is going uh, to take that day off. <clears throat> um, so see. I guess we'll be back the first Friday of December then, huh? I guess that's what that means. Yeah, I guess <clears throat> so, dude. Um, yeah, we'll have a podcast. will come out next week. I got a, a well, I don't want to overpromise, underdeliver. Um, if everything goes well, we will have a podcast on Wednesday. Excited for that. I won't say who, but uh, if all goes well, I'm very excited for this guest. So, um, so we'll have that. We'll see about the following week. But again, Friday, next Friday live, we'll have the Thanksgiving. So, uh, won't have it there, but we will have some content coming out. Um, also uh guys i know you guys ask questions and stuff it, feel free to um if you guys want to see any uh like a specific trainer talk yeah. um stuff like that let us know that too i mean if, if you want us to delve uh deeply into a topic for a more extended period of time than a, than a couple minutes on the lives uh feel free to do that as well <clears throat> yeah yeah i agree um <clears throat> i definitely agree with that uh, you know, a lot of the content in the past was definitely tailored off you guys, the way that this mission has formed over time. Again, I started this as just like a, as a side job. And then it just, it just took off, man, the demographic, everything. It just makes sense. So 
like I really do listen to you guys, what you guys push for, what you guys ask for. I mean, you, I can have one person ask me for a video and it can turn into a video. You know what I mean? So you guys, your guys' voices matter. Make sure you reach out. Tell me what you want to see. Um, tell me what, what you think would be a good idea. I listen to all that stuff uh, more than you guys probably know. Yeah, whatever you want to hear Danny ramble about for 10 minutes or so, just shoot that over to us. That's right, dude. Uh, I can hear myself talk for sure. I'm pretty good at that. Um, um, all right, I'll do... I got two more questions. It'll be our last two. Yeah. Uh, JM says, did you guys do any private contracting in Afghanistan or Iraq after you guys got out? I heard it's good money. Uh, I don't think either of us did that. Uh, definitely was good money, but I was kind of like, man, do I want to go back to Afghanistan right now? <laughs> I don't think I do. Cause I, well, so Danny got out after one, I was in for, for seven and I, um, I ended up getting medically retired. So I could have gotten into a little bit of contracting, but, uh, I kind of wanted to get out and like start my life not moving around with the army doing training and stuff like that and kind of get, get a little bit more stable before I, you know, ship back up to overseas to do all that stuff. But it is good money. <clears throat> yeah. And, and, uh, it's funny as I went to college, right. I was in college. I was like halfway through my degree and, uh, there's a guy shout out to my buddy Hunter. If he sees this, he'll know who I'm talking about. He, he showed up. He was a, he was an infantry dude from uh two seven five. We ended up, uh, connecting in, in, uh, Stephenville, Texas. And, uh, he goes halfway through a semester, dude. He doesn't even like, he's like on his VA fund. He decides college is not for him. He didn't even go cancel with anybody, dude. He just, he just like walked out, signed a contract with somebody and shipped off to Afghanistan within a week. I was like, <laughs> dude, that is the mix of two, uh, two different Rangers, dude. There's the, there's a, uh, the guy, like I will kill myself making these straight A's in college, even though I, I hate school, <laughs> you know? And then you had guys like Hunter, like, Nope, F this, I'm going to Afghanistan. I was I was both I was both those people, depending on the day. Like there were some days where I was like, I could just get out and leave right now. I know, dude. I yeah, I I really did think about reenlisting at one point. I was like, dude, what? it is tough because you you accomplish so much in the army in such a short amount of time. Like you could have all the bells and whistles, like no matter where you go after that. But um for me, it was like I was gonna finish my degree, right? And and I did. And you know, COVID kicked off and I started this business and that's where we're at. Dude. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fresh. <clears throat> All right. Merck says, have you worked with forces from other countries? How was it? Uh, I'll let you go first. Cause my answer is longer. Um, more so in training. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like, and you see them mixed in with like different schools and stuff. Like actually what a lot of people don't know, like again, jumping back to Ranger school, they'll take dudes from other countries can go to Ranger school. Yeah. The, uh, what is the British, uh, paratrooper? They're like, that's like their Rangers. They have like the, I can't remember what they're called, but they go a lot. The British uh, army, not SAS, like the one below that. I can't remember what it's called. It's fine. We can move on. Okay. Well, yeah, dudes, yeah, guys go from, I mean, it's fine. Um, I haven't worked with them in like a big group, though. Again, Rangers are pretty inclusive. Yeah, I worked with more uh, foreign countries when I was uh, in the 173rd. I was stationed out in Italy. So, like, I did a ton of work with, with all of 
like the European uh, UN armies. We did tra- huge training events um, where they'd have like all their armor. I, you know, I shot with, you know, different artillery and planes and all that, all their, their crazy stuff and things like that. Um, it was pretty fun. I mean, it was interesting to, to learn how uh, other people do things. And like, sometimes it was interesting to see how like, <laughs> Less like their safety standards sometimes are not as yeah. yeah that's, a, that's for sure, dude. Uh, we had an Italian jump master. We got I got Italian jump wings just because the Italian jump master came down. We didn't go to Italy. Like he just showed up, and that's how I got my Italian jump wings. But uh, I didn't know what mm-hmm. the commands he was yelling at were. I remember like we were confused. Like he yelled out some commands, you know, and like one side started going, and the other side was like, huh, huh, and then like it was so offbeat. Yeah. Um, with the two that was in that that was in the mock-ups you and know, jumping obviously. is already a little bit suspect as it is you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all cool till you start seeing some funny stuff happen and you're like oh I, like i remember i was not at all not even apprehensive about jumping till that one time i had to run off that dude shoot and then mine had deflated a little bit and then when it caught caught air i smacked into the tarmac and i just laid there for a while like, <laughs> i don't know if something's broken i'm just gonna wait i'll just wait as it settles <clears throat> <laughs> yeah yeah make sure i got all feeling in my mm. limbs before i move um all right well i think uh there are some other questions that rolled in so um i can hit I, we can hit one right Okay, because the live shuts off, right? The Instagram? Yeah, it does. Um, I just didn't know how long it lasted. All right, I'll make it quick. Are there any important body weight or strength-related movements that people often overlook when preparing for RASP and life enrichment? Again, recommend the TLR Warrior Program, Advanced Military Prep Program. Those are solid programs. Has to do with a bunch of movements that I think are going to directly impact your success and regiment. Um, So... Yes, I would say so. I would say that there's movements, planes of movements that would be optimal and um, really just getting on a good, well-rounded routine is is going to be good. Uh, learning how to like really like flex your core and make yourself like a sturdy object to be like fireman carried is very helpful to your buddies when you have to yes. do fireman carry. Being a good person to get carried is, is very important. I don't know if we've ever talked about that, but you can, you can do things while you're being carried to help the person who's carrying you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a dual man <laughs> effort. That's a great point. Uh, buddy carries. You'll find out. That's that a, well. that's a body weight um, exercise. I think that people uh, don't f- think about, but that one. Yeah. Again. <clears> yeah. Um, no, that's that's a great point. Um, there was something I was going to say, but I spaced. All right. Well, I got one Tragic. more question then. John Hernandez says, hey, guys, I've been trying to catch you live for a while. Is there any advice for jumping mental hurdles while running? I'm a 25 series thinking of making the jump to regiment or civil affairs. <sighs> Danny, I'll let you answer because I'm also interested. <clears throat> okay. I have nothing so- but mental hurdles while running. Well, running, um, <laughs> man, honestly, I think the, the big issue a lot of people have with running is, is eating a clean diet. Like the fuel that you have is going to be big first of all. Um, and really just getting out there. Like I like to pop in music. Like personally, I'm a guy who likes music when I run again, goes back to motivation and stuff like that. For me, running, running is part of meditation. So when I go out, you know, I've listened to podcasts before I've listened to music, you know, you can do it that way. Um, also, like I'm a hill sprinter. Like I love sprints. It's something that grew on me. I hated at first, but then 
Um, it's something I started doing um, after I got out of the military, especially. And I realized like how beneficial that is like for, it, it translates to so many things and we're, we're running short on time. So I'm going to give a short answer for this, but um, man, find some good music, pop it in your ears, uh, eat a clean diet, drink plenty of water. And really, you're just going to have to push and learn to love it. You know, find find your niche, find what motivates you, keeps you going. Um, and then I will say, John Hernandez, appreciate you stopping by. Um, what I do during 12-mile rucks and 5-mile runs specifically is as soon as I pass a mile marker of any kind, so like the first mile, I just go, all right, three and change. That's it, three and change left. And then it's two and change. You know, on the on the ruck, it's five and change. That's all we got left. You know, it's 5.99 miles, but it's five and change. <clears throat> yeah, the way I count's weird, even with my sets, like, uh, <laughs> that's a funny comment, dude. Uh, the, uh, God damn, I wish I didn't see that. But the way that I count, like, I'll count doubles, like, when I'm doing, uh, like, 10 reps, let's say, with squats. I know this is, like, just a different way of thinking about it, but um, I'll do one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five, right? And then whenever it comes to running, like, if you got mile check markers, Maybe like the 12 mile rock march, I'll count up to six, count down from six, you know, finding a way to break up the reps to where it doesn't seem so daunting. Um, but uh, Ellie says, thanks for the podcast, <laughs> saw that. rasp guy. <laughs> You're welcome, Ellie. Uh, uh, dude, right. I, I appreciate you guys tuning in. We're going to have to cut it off. Yeah, it's uh, going to scream will cut me off. <clears throat> so I appreciate it. You guys be sure to check out. Actually, Tony, you got anything else? Spotlight real quick. Oh man, uh, no. Like I said, uh, no live next week. It'll be the week after next. And you know, send us on Instagram, on YouTube, and comments, whatever you guys want to see videos about. Yep. You guys, be sure to check out trainlikearanger.com. We have workout programs, nutrition programs, merchant apparel, and much more on the agenda. Uh, remember to train to your utmost potential, like a ranger. Have a good night, guys. See you guys.